Welcome to Restart Radio. I'm Dave Pickering and I make podcasts. I spend most of my life online, but I've got no idea how to fix any of the devices that help me to spend my time there. But I've been invited to a party. It's called a restart party and this party might just help me to understand the technology that I use every day and all the time. A Restart Party is a pop-up community repair event where skilled volunteers help people diagnose and repair their broken electronics. They are organised by the Restart Project, who are a London-based charity and social enterprise whose mission is to spark reflection and change in our relationship with gadgets. Here's Ugo, one of the people behind the Restart Project, with a problem. I happen to have dropped my phone for the, I don't know how many times I have, and the screen cracked. And when you start looking for parts, you wish you could just go ahead and go to the manufacturer's website and just order the part. And you know that that's the right part because they provide it to you. But A lot of manufacturers don't sell you spare parts directly. They only sell spare parts to their approved network of repairers, which in this case, there's not very many. Repairing a broken device doesn't just require repair skills. It often requires patience and access to the right spare parts. In this episode, we're going to explore the wild world of spare parts. We'll be following Ugo as he attempts to complete what he at first thought was a very simple repair and sharing some of the experiences, both frustrating and positive, that restarters have had when looking for the right part to restart their gadgets. I was looking at my options for repairing my phone and all of a sudden I hear a story from our trustee Carolina that had a really difficult time trying to repair a phone very similar to mine from Sony. My name is Carolina Vallejo and I'm a trustee of the Restart Project. When I first bought my phone, it had a tiny crack in the screen that proved to be very annoying because it made the screen function unusable. Basically half of my screen wasn't working. I couldn't tap on half of the screen. Since it was a week after I had purchased the phone, I took the phone to Sony. And after a week of not hearing from them, I started calling them. Just to know that each call you make to Sony, they charge you. (laughs) I started calling them and being on the waiting line for minutes and minutes. Then uh, they will not give me any update. They will be just, oh yeah, your phone is here, but we don't know what's happening with it. So these six weeks, during the six weeks, I went to the shop that sold it to me three times, four times, I think, in total. At some point, the manager of the shop said, listen, this is ridiculous. I will just give you a new phone and we'll have Sony deliver the repair phone to us. And that's what happened. I decided to get in touch with Sony and trying to understand how they go about repairs beyond warranty when it's the user's fault, let's say, that the phone doesn't work properly, um, like in my case. So I contacted them through online chat and uh, it turns out that actually you cannot know what the price of a possible repair is until you've shipped the phone to them and they take a look. And I just thought this is not right. They should have at least uh, some sample sheets with normal pricing for 
typical types of job. After all, my phone was fine other than the touchscreen not working at the top. So I asked them, so how is that possible? And they said, well, you know, we have to have a look and do some tests. And if the price that we suggest is not right, we can send back the device just charging you £22. And I just thought this is not right. And ultimately, that combined with having to wait seven days plus shipping to them and them shipping back, it just didn't seem reasonable nor fair. I can't believe that you're supposed to just send hoping that the price will be okay with you. It shouldn't happen like that. So Ugo decided to look for a spare part online. When you start looking for parts, you wish you could just go ahead and go to the manufacturer's website and just order the part and you know that that's the right part because they provide it to you. But a lot of manufacturers don't sell you spare parts directly. They only sell spare parts to their approved network of repairers, which in this case there's not very many. What's your name and why are you here at the restart party today? Andrew, I'm here as a repairer to show people how to repair their own appliances. How would you go about finding a spare part if you needed one? I carry quite a few components with me, so things that basically over time I've worked out what I need to repair lots of things, so I carry things like fuses, spare mains plugs, a number of electrical components like capacitors, some resistors, plugs and sockets, particularly things like earphone plugs and wall wall power plugs, that sort of thing. Things that commonly break. If it's more specialist, then it's a question of uh, searching around electrical suppliers or eBay or looking on the web, basically, for something more specialist. And what are your experiences of prices for parts? Interesting question. So the, the ones that I keep as, you know, as my own stock, I'll tend to buy from somewhere that you know, sells them at reasonable prices, sort of mail order. I tend to use somewhere like CPC, Farnell, and occasionally RS. If we've got an event that happens to be nearer, nearer somewhere like a Maplins, then, which this one is, you can send people off to Maplins to go and get some, some parts that they stock. Obviously, you pay more then for you know, the ease of get, picking up something locally as opposed to waiting a few days for mail order. Generally, the price of parts is... Uh, most of the things I repair is pence, so it's not really very significant. If you're doing something like um, a mobile phone screen or, or, or glass replacement, then that can be more, but it's still vastly less than the, the cost of a replacement phone. Was there ever a part that you couldn't get? Yes, I mean, there are many kitchen appliances and things like that you can't get spare parts for. Or if you could find a spare part, it would cost more than going and buying new appliance. So there are certain situations like that with broken cog in the, inside a food mixer you know, or broken clutch for engaging the, the motor with the attachments. Those things happen, and generally you can't get replacements for those. There are some manufacturers, like some of the top-end toasters, where you can get all, all replacement elements, replacement knobs, replacement timers. But on the whole, things like that the most run-of-the-mill products that you pick up if you can't repair the one that's in there generally you you can't repair the appliance because it's it's not worth it but uh, yeah there's a few top-end appliances where you can get spare parts though they're not cheap have you ever found a part that you didn't think you would be able to get 
actually for one of my own plants i've got a quite an old russell hobbs kettle which is actually it's called a k2 so my, i think mine's about 30 years old i think the model is nearer 50 years old and the element of that burnt out a few days ago and i haven't got a new one yet but i discovered you can still buy elements for that the dilemma is that you'd like to buy a part that will extend not just the life of the device but also how much you enjoy it so you continue to operate the same way as you're used to and so you are left wondering should i buy the part that is genuine and costs potentially a hundred pounds which is 150 dollars it's a lot of money for the part or could i buy a part that costs about 50 pounds or should i buy a part that's sold at 25 pounds if you get a part that's not the right part exact same part it might be that this affects the battery life of the device and so you start feeling like the device is not good anymore so maybe it is worth spending a little bit more to get the right part but it's the kind of thing that until you try you can't tell whether you've done the right thing or not. Is that a worry that that will put other people off the idea of getting spare parts? I mean, I know myself, I am put off by any extra admin in my life. I have no more room for admin. So when I hear something like that, I think, oh my God, that's just another load of things I have to worry about and deal with, potentially with a bad outcome in the end, because it may be that I get the wrong part. I may have to get another part, spend more money. What do you say about that? I understand that it's not sustainable for most people to have to go through the lottery of trying to figure out exactly what part to use. And that's why we need to make it easier for people. And, uh, you know, we need better standards in a way so that good and tested uh, parts can stand out and providers of them can stand out. But we also need to make sure that when a part is sold, it is sold together with the instructions to mount it so that situations like the one that I'm experienced actually don't happen. And at the same time, you know, a lot of people think that repairing products might be more expensive than buying a new one. And while we tend to disagree in terms of just monetary costs, it is true that the amount of time and often the amount of stress that people experience in trying to take the right part and make the right decision is significant. And so it all adds up. You talked about admin costs. It's true. I mean, if you, on top of everything else, you end up being maybe without your phone for a week, unless you have access to another phone, you might have to give up. And I can appreciate that people out of desperation sometimes might just end up buying a new thing just because they can't find a solution to their problem. I mentioned Sony because that's my current experience, but the same could be said about a number of others. You know, I can think of HTC, I can think of, I can think about uh, Huawei, I can think about all brands and Motorola. I mean, there's a lot of devices out there that are not as popular as your Samsung or iPhones. And therefore, the economy of scale to provide good service to people who bought these phones in the first place is not really well developed. And then you take other brands, you know, you take even Samsung, for example, they do provide also repair services, but at the same time, the price of their spare parts, if you break a screen, it's very substantial. So we've seen at Restart Parties a number of people that when confronted with the potential cost for replacing their screen of such devices, 
they just give up and they just say, oh, no, if it's that much, I'll just wait for my next upgrade or something. And I appreciate that it can be perceived as really expensive, even when actually it does cost them more to keep renewing their contracts and moving on. So I'm here with David, who is a restarter. You were trying to fix something today that you couldn't fix, right? Yeah, I was trying to fix uh, a Samsung Note uh, uh, phone, but the uh, uh, gentleman who had brought it here had brought a digitizer when in fact it was a screen, uh, which was broken. So I hadn't realized that it was a much more expensive part that, ne- that was needed to fix it. I mean, we had a quick look, uh, and it seemed that the first pricing were kind of around 130 quid for the display, which is, of course, much more expensive. Not only was the device not fixed, but also it was put down on the cat agree of end of life because the person wasn't prepared to pay that extra money to buy that that spare part am i right no i mean he was uh, considering it the problem is that you don't know until you uh, fix the screen whether it's only the screen which is broken or whether there is a motherboard of the phone for instance is damaged uh, because it's it's uh, consequent to a fall it might be worse in fact uh, going to uh, to a shop if at least if it's if it's more than just the screen then at least you don't then pay for the for the repair i mean ugo was telling me that you have have some kind of quite strong opinions about what kind of uh, replacement spare part batteries to get? I mean, the problem is that uh, lithium-ion battery is a great technology, but when it's used uh, within specs, it can be quite dangerous, uh, as has been shown a few times in the news, when it's uh, not uh, properly uh, manufactured, or someone does something stupid with them, uh, uh, like, like puncturing them. And then uh, the gas are very toxic, and it can do a thermal run and, uh, and run a high-temperature fire. I definitely would want I mean, uh, a battery which is uh, well manufactured. That's one issue. The other issue is that you don't know if a battery that is advertised for certain capacity is really already in that capacity or in fact, I mean, half the cells are missing in the in the packaging. So I also want for that something reputable. And so, in fact, I prefer some, some batteries that have got a name behind them. If the battery is available directly from the manufacturers, that would be my first choice, even if it's uh, if it's maybe a bit more expensive. Because batteries is real technology, you want to know it's been, uh, it's been manufactured properly. If that is not available, then uh, I would effectively go with something that is from a manufacturer that stands behind it and not pretends to be uh, the real thing. I order a part and I was very excited to have my friends try to help me with it. And they tried to fit it in and discover that the part that I had received was not the part that every guide that you can find on the internet refers to. It's a different part and no one was able to actually fit that part. Faraz, you have Ugo's phone in in your hand. He had the spare part, but turned out to be a lot trickier than I first thought it might be. The part that he had got from online came with extra bits on it and and it wasn't quite obvious we proceeded thinking oh yeah the part that he's given us is right we need to keep this this extra plastic bit to do the repair but it turns out to do the repair successfully you had to remove the actual lcd glass panel away from the plastic bit to actually complete it because there's no way with the plastic bit there that you can clip in all the connectors so i had to undo whatever work i've done so far and remove the plastic bit but in in doing that i i accidentally cracked the corner of the LCD. Basically what you did was you, you got a spare part and then you broke that spare part. Yeah, I, I, I broke the spare part. Now, unfortunately, the touch doesn't work on the, like, the top 10 millimetres of the screen. A real annoyance when you want to see your notifications. You never realise how important the top part of the screen is until it's actually gone. I guess we learned that don't always trust the parts that you're given that you receive from online. Maybe it won't be 
as easy as you think it will. Maybe you still need to do more work on that, that part that you received. The part that I bought for the phone was now broken and I didn't really know what to do. So I contacted the seller for the part, the, the company that provides spares, and uh, I complained that actually the part they sent me was not really usable. But of course, they said that because it was now broken, they couldn't refund me, understandably. They offered, however, to perform a repair of the phone at cost for me. And while this company is not London-based, so I, I needed to send the phone in and hope things will work. It seemed like a good compromise. They will still charge me quite a lot, but at least they seem to know what needed to be done. And I decided to just go for it. My name is Sammy. I volunteer at Restart to help people fix their electronics. How do you go about finding a spare part if you need one for something? If it's a discrete item like a resistor or transistor, then there's radio spares online. I think uh, Maplin do some of the stuff as well. If it's uh, major parts like boards specifically for devices, there are some websites that do it like eSpares or the alternative is if it's really old is to look on eBay to find a broken one or someone who's selling the spare part that you need. And was there ever a part that you couldn't get? Oh, there's been loads of parts that I haven't been able to get, yeah, because the item's too old, it's not made anymore, eSpares don't do that manufacturer, um, and nobody's selling it on, on eBay. What's the best deal, the best part that you've got over your time fixing things? It was a recent one. It's my own dishwasher. It got, it got shipped out and it, they lost the dial, the knob on the front of the machine, so I don't know what mode it's in. eSpares don't do that manufacturer, so I couldn't find it from them. I kept looking on eBay and I bought the whole dishwasher for £5 just to get the knob. <laughs> wow, what did, you, what did you do with the rest of the dishwasher? I've kept it for when other bits go wrong on mine. <laughs> Brilliant, that's, that's, that's a very intelligent way of doing it. So what is the status of this phone? Has it been fixed? The phone finally came back. It looks fine. It was quite a reassurance. It works almost perfectly so <laughs> i i said before previously that sometimes the parts that you are supplied are not exactly as good as the part you had before this is what happened so the screen has random sh shadow on its right side a bit like if you had put an instagram filter to your screen and while it, it might look a little nice in a way it's it's not ideal but more importantly uh, at times it randomly flickers a little bit and uh, when i put it near my ear it the proximity sensor doesn't fully work so it's fixed and i can use the phone 95 percent, but it's not great now time is time is an issue because as everyone does, I need to use my phone and I'd rather continue using it rather than sending it back and forth. But there might be a time when I send it back, given that I was offered a 
one-year warranty for the repair. I'm Philip, and I've been volunteering with the Restart Project for, oh, just over two years now. Uh, how do you go about finding a spare part if you need one? It depends very much what you want. eBay, you can find virtually anything on eBay. <laughs> when it comes to things like um, iPhone spares and things like that, that's a bit more critical. So um, we tend to go for somewhere which seems to have some sort of reputation. There are a few firms that we know around which are, which are fairly reliable, but there's any number of people on eBay will send you sell you a, an iphone screen and usually it'll be okay but you can't be quite sure a lot of the time people think that it's going to cost them more to get a spare part and fix it and all of that stuff than it is to buy a new one i mean that clearly doesn't seem to be the case for many of the spare parts out there well i think there are two different things your commodity spare parts like a push button you can get those easily but an awful lot of equipment has very specific spare parts and for instance vacuum cleaners toasters a lot of things what breaks sometimes as a little bit of plastic. Now, if you could 3D print a new piece of plastic, you'd be okay, but that's not usually an option. You'd have to find the exact measurements and drawings in order to, uh, to 3, 3D print it in the first place, so that's probably not an option. And things like that, the manufacturers don't just don't carry the spare parts either. And maybe for something like a video recorder or something like that that might be a, a, an electronic board. And there again, maybe you could get a, a spare part for that, but um, it'd probably be quite expensive because at the end of the day, the supplier has had to keep that um, spare part on a shelf for three or four years and has got to pay for the, um, the warehousing. And so what about cost? Have you saved money? Have you lost money? Where are you at with this repair? I ended up spending about £100 to get this repair sorted. Fair enough, we broke a part at the beginning, but that part shouldn't have been sold in that state to me to begin with. So all in all, it turns out that I could have bought this exact same device used on eBay or other sites for roughly the same amount of money. So now that begs the question, should you repair devices when something like that happens and you don't have an easy, reliable option? Or should you resell your device for parts and buy another one secondhand? Obviously, we, we prefer to repair things, but at times the question is not as easy to give an answer to. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you keep on failing to repair something and you keep on buying parts, then every one of those new parts is a new thing that's in the world. And so ultimately you're not, you're not saving carbon and stuff like that, ultimately, I guess. That's, that's true. And so in a sense, choosing a very reputable source for your parts or for your commercial repair if you're not doing it yourself should be a priority even if it's a bit more expensive because it gives you the peace of mind that they'll take care of whatever other problem occurs while the repair is being performed. The amount of money I ended up spending on this repair, let alone the time involved in dealing with it, is significant. Should you resell your device for parts and buy another one secondhand when it breaks. Ideally, you shouldn't have to do that, but there might be some cases when you don't know exactly how to go about things that that could be a reasonable option. So always check prices, not just for parts, but also for the cost of the exact same device bought secondhand. <laughs> you <laughs> 
Right, I mean, is there any, any final thoughts on, on spare parts? My, my main recommendation is know your spare parts. So if you go through a commercial repair, do ask whether the parts that you will be provided are genuine, whether they're original, whether they're secondhand, what level of warranty you'll get out of that repair if something goes wrong. If you're planning to do the repair yourself, take your time to learn what the different options are compare between providers try to find out more about their quality of after sales support and if you receive a part that doesn't seem like exactly the right part actually do consider to return it uh, before you might break your device or that part further while trying to fit it in if you're not sure so it takes time, it takes patience, but you know sometimes you might break something while you learn more, but it's also a lot of fun when then you put the device back together and it works again. And it, as we said many times in the, in the past, it then really becomes your device, your own and unique device once you've fixed it. Whatever you do, you should try as much as possible to protect your device, whichever device it is, from breaking. So... I've always used to make fun of those chunky covers, cases that people might put on their phone or tablet or whatever else. But actually, it is a good investment. And from now on, you'll always see me spotting one on any device I have. Because if you spend maybe £10 on a good case and you end up saving £100 from a repair, that's good investment. Repairing is full of ups and downs. When something stops working, we tend to despair or we want to find an instant solution, which often simply doesn't exist. Ugo's final thought wasn't really about spare parts. It was about buying additional parts. And I wouldn't have expected that to be the key recommendation in an episode about looking for spares. But thinking about all the stress and uncertainty that finding that right part can require, it does make sense. If we reduce the chances of our gadgets breaking, then we can reduce, delay, and maybe even sometimes avoid altogether having to fix them. Restart Radio is both a podcast and a weekly show that goes out at 1.30 on Tuesdays on Resonance 104.4 FM, repeated on Thursdays at 11 a.m. And you can find out more about The Restart Project at therestartproject.org. The music that you've heard in today's episode was made with lasers and repurposed electronics and is a collaboration between Opto Noise and Cassini Sound. Today's restart party is over, so it's time to pack up the equipment and say goodbye to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Oops.